keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. This is episode 18. Boom. And damn. So we're going into the, what, four-month mark? Yeah, right around there. That's that's awesome. We're just barely legal. Oh. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but oh boy. for tonight's episode, we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have, drumroll. <laughs> we got Alan Both from Major League Exotics. Man, how are you doing this evening? Good, guys. How's it going? I'm doing good. fantastic. Uh, sweaty, very sweaty, but yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah, it's it's hot. It's very this, hot. This last week has been oppressive. It's been unnecessarily hot. <laughs> we live in the Northeast. We don't live in Florida. I don't know why it's so hot. I, yeah, seriously. I don't know. Seriously. I don't know. Uh, I was just in in North Carolina uh, a couple days ago, and they were like in the middle of a massive heat wave, mm. like basically 105 degrees every day. And I was like, I'm glad I came now. <laughs> Sheesh. See, that's the type of weather where I'm like, oh, I want to come down here. Maybe I'll do some herping. And then you're like 105 every day. You're like, oh, nothing is going to be out. Yeah, <laughs> no. No, I have to be out at like 4 a.m. Yeah. to find anything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. So, Alan, I've known you for quite a long time. I always see you at the expos. You've been vending for quite a while now, and you do a lot of your own projects. And one of the projects that really geeks me out and I love checking in on you with is your Molodorfi, your hunter flower snakes. And we were talking a little bit before the show that you've got some uh, some good stuff going on with that project. Yeah, I have some uh, – this year I finally got a – I have a patternless pet hypo male that was finally big enough to breed. Ooh. And uh, I think I got a good breeding from him. So waiting yes. on some eggs from those. Those guys always seem to breed a little later for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're um, such a cool snake. If you haven't checked yeah. them out, you should Google them and check out, check, like, check a picture. Pause the podcast and Google a picture because they're right, such right. a cool-looking <laughs> snake. Yeah, they're, they're really cool animals. I enjoy them. They, they get pretty large, too. People don't realize that they get, you know, so big. I mean, the, the male pushes seven feet. It's a pretty big snake. You know? Damn, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, that's quite impressive. Oh, but you work with a lot of uh, collar breeds. Would you say that those are your favorites, or what What would you say is your favorite those, snakes you work with? Yeah, those are my favorites. I... I you know, I'm partial to some of the Asian rats. Thanks. I have some really nice Mandarin rats. Mm. Um, I have some, I have blue beauties and they're just, uh, they're full of piss and vinegar. Those things. So <laughs> those, they're, they're pretty cool to work with, but they're, you know, they keep, they'll keep you on edge when you open up the cage. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's so big. They're giant. Like if you haven't worked a big blue beauty, it is like, I don't even know what to dis- what to compare it to because they're huge. They're like I've worked a couple that are like eight and a half, almost nine feet long, and I'm like, this yeah, thing the- is unnecessarily large. <laughs> <laughs> the male I have, on, the male I have on those is, is he's a good eight feet for sure, oh. and uh, and he he just you know he's he's fired up when he comes out of the cage, you know. <laughs> Their mouth is so big. <laughs> yeah, it's like That's... it's like it's like handling a cobra. <laughs> yes, we 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 joke because like we have. We have one blue beauty yep. at Nerd, and uh, and the only reason we've really kept it is because Kevin's like it's great for educational shows and whatever, and nobody wants to deal with it because it's a piece <laughs> of crap. <laughs> it's just like he, he waits for you to put your guard down a little bit, and then he turns around and is like, "Guess what?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's man. why it's that's why it's good for educational purposes. Keep it, your toes. Yeah, exactly. 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 Today I'm going to show you how to get annihilated. Or not get annihilated Here's how by a massive colubrid. A three and a half foot snake hook and still get bit in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, easy. Oh, man. So, Alan, for those who don't know you or, or your kind of background, what got you into uh, keeping reptiles? Was it uh, like early childhood, just fascination, or was it something that developed yeah, it over was, time? It, it was early childhood. I, I, I worked as a as like a junior naturalist in a park when I was a kid who was like eight years old. And, mm. and I went there and volunteered to clean mouse cages, and, you know, so I could get to play with the black rat snake that they had that's indigenous to New Jersey where I live here, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, you know, so that kind of got me, got me into it a little bit. Then I, you know, I caught a chain king as a kid. I kept that for a little while. Uh, and by the time I was old enough to have my own money and a job, you know, 15 or 16 years old, I was, you know, buying reptiles and, and, you know, 
getting them to breed, you know, making making snake racks out of, uh, you know, out of uh, conduit and plywood, <laughs> you know, and, and, and using the old-fashioned uh, old heat tape that's made to keep pipes from freezing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we used to take metal conduit and we would we would put the put the you know two sets of metal conduits so uh, you know a hard plastic shoebox would fit in between the the bars mm-hmm. and then we would take uh, you know we would take the the old fashioned heat tape you know and it was really made to only go to about forty two degrees so that <laughs> it would keep it would keep pipes from freezing you know you wrap it around pipes in your house yeah you know and it keep kept your pipes from freezing you know so we would take we would cut the cut the thermostat off of that thing. Which probably is pretty dangerous. Who needs those things? And then we would, and then we would just wire it up to a rheostat, so we would get you know, a hundred degrees, and then yeah. we would just con- control it with the rheostat, and that that was that was the primitive snake racks that I that I made when I was you know sixteen years old. That's amazing. Oh gee. That's like that's like the that's like the mid eighties though. There were no snake racks. There were no yeah right. You know, there, there there was no nothing. <laughs> you know like yeah. Had a, a clear you know Phillips plastic box, and then, you know soldered some holes in it and. Put it in between some conduit and some plywood on the ends, and some heat tape and a rheostat, and, and there that, was you go. The, that was the, the, you know, the beginnings of keeping snakes in boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>? <laughs> and I started out with colubrids. The first things I ever bred were corn snakes and thin king snakes, and I still breed them today because you know I like them. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like mo- most of the people we've had on the show have basically been like. From a young age, mm-hmm. just infatuated, and and uh, I think that's the coolest thing. I mean, I, I certainly enjoy hearing about people who come into the hobby a little bit later because they like saw a video or they, or somebody dragged them to a reptile show and like that was cool. But uh, I never get tired of hearing the stories of like, man, when I was like five years old, yeah. I found this snake in the side of the road. It was the best freaking thing ever, yeah. and I've been fucking addicted ever since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, when I was eight years old, I worked in this little county park, you know, and they had a little nature center, you know, and they had Diamondback Terrapins and you know, the indigenous animals from New Jersey. They had Diamondback Terrapins and they had box turtles and they had chain kings and, you know, black rat snakes and pine snakes. And, you know, I was just infatuated with that when I was a kid, yeah. you know, and then, like I said, once I got a little older, I, you know, I got a job at a pet store when I was 15 years old and, uh, you know, I eventually, you know got some stake in that pet store I, you know I went, I went from the assistant manager to the manager to yeah you know to, yeah. to having to having some uh skin in the game with it as well and <laughs> uh, sure. you know and then you know we had pet stores for a while that was uh you know the mid 80s through uh the late 90s you know i was always in pet stores but i was back then i was always breeding some snakes and stuff and uh in 1998 we closed the two stores because uh, my partner and I just kind of, you know, we were a little burned out at that point. Yeah. And uh, he he went on to do aquarium maintenance stuff. And basically, I uh, I created a wholesale company called Reptile Kingdom, mm-hmm. which you know I'm sure that's when I met I, I met Rob. I think when I had that company going. Yep. Yeah. You know, and doing all doing all the reptile expos. And I mean, I went to I went to the very first National Reptile Breeders Expo, the very first Hamburg show, the very first you know Pottstown, Pennsylvania show. Like, you know, I, I remember doing those shows and it's amazing what it's become from what it, you know from what it started as you know what i mean hell yeah, yeah that's for just sure. crazy <laughs> i remember like going to like really early manchester shows and it was like in the little gymnasium part of uh of the, yeah, the armory room yeah armory. It, it literally had like a basketball floor on it it's like the the wood floor in there yeah and yep. Just it never had like a ton of vendor. I mean, it had a decent amount of vendors, but it was never like packed like the other one, the other places now. And just seeing it evolve and grow has been really crazy because they used to just do the Manchester show. I think twice they did a spring show and a fall show, and you like saved up all your money, and then you went to the fall show and blew all your money at the fall show, and then you <laughs> save up until spring, and then you blow all your money at the spring show. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, I've I've ended that show from the very first one that was in that armory. Yeah. And I, I think I had like the same spot that I have at the new Manchester show. Actually, like, <laughs> I had the I had the I had the end cap that's like right in the front. Right at the front. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. that, was, yeah. that was the one that I had. You know, walking that big garage door into that armory, and that's where my uh, my spot was right in the front there. Yeah, I think you, know, you were six, on the left. Tables. And there was like Regal on the right. Yeah, Regal was to the right. I was yeah. kind of dead center. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, those. Oh my goodness, those were. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, not a long time ago, but it was like 
That yeah, was a while that made ago. me feel really old that I, you know, started reading <laughs> in 1986. You know what? You want to? What's terrible? I was born in '89. I I got you beat. I was born in '92. So <laughs> you guys are making me feel really old now. <laughs> oh man! Um, but so like when you had the uh, wholesale company going and you you were getting back into that, was it always like uh, um, get some stuff in for you and then get some stuff in for the company, or was it just like you know I got this stuff I can work. It's cool. I see it at work, and then you weren't really crazy about picking up yeah i mean i did breed like you know when i had the wholesale company going i was breeding colubrids i was breeding different things i was breeding brazilian rainbow boas yeah you know things that i kind of liked i continued to breed but you know i would get stuff in to sell and you know even though i liked it i you know you just can't keep everything yeah yeah. (laughs) you know it's just i mean i i Unfortunately, I like everything, so and I can't keep everything. So I got to pick Same. the things that I like the best to keep. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's what kind of gets people when they're first getting like into the hobby, when they're getting excited about it, and people who are just joining the hobby, as opposed to people who have like been in it for a little while. When you first get, you know, your first snake or your first two snakes, you're like, I need 157 of these. And then once you had 157, you're like. Maybe I need twenty of them. Maybe twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe twenty's okay. Yeah. yeah. Once you clean, once you clean one hundred fifty-seven consecutively every week for, you know, for an entire year, then yeah, eh, yeah. I need a couple less. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred percent. Exactly. Oof. That's, yeah. that's although that's although that's not the case with me because now I got, you know, I got my facility set up to breed again, and I think I have room for about. I should be able to keep about seven hundred adult colubrids in the wow. space that I have. Oof. So that's a lot. That's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome and slowly, slowly rebuilding that that's, yeah that's really cool though and you've got a lot of projects that you're you're super excited about and that's that's what makes it easier because if you're just doing it like a lot of ball python people get into it just to flip it and make that buck you know you're gonna get pissed off having to do 150 200 or 700 snakes it's just not going to be fulfilling but if you've got stuff that you're actually interested in and stuff that you actually like it makes it a lot easier yeah, it makes it so you don't really mind to go clean it, take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah exactly. And then when you see it hatch, it's all that much, you know. Yes. No, no matter what it's worth, you know, any anything that hatches in your possession is, is just a cool experience, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I never get tired of seeing something hatch, be it a ball python or a corn snake or, or anything like that. It's it's still an awesome feeling. You had a cow king clutch hatch yesterday, and mm-hmm. all 11 eggs hatched, and... You know, I, I just can't get enough of looking at them, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, seeing a, I bred a high white mosaic to, uh, to like a high white cow king, and I got some crazy stuff. I got some Ooh, crazy yeah. high white mosaics. I got, I got some of the, the traditional mosaic cow kings that have the black back with the, yes. you know, the white pattern that goes down the I love those things so much, dude. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I like them. Oh, they're Hell so yeah. cool. That's like, have you seen the, uh, the wide stripe cow king project yet? Yeah, those are awesome. I gotta find somebody I can get in my hand. Dude, <laughs> I just saw that Joey Muggleson just hatched some out, and I'm trying to sneak in there and get a couple of them. Cause, oh <laughs> my god, dude, I saw some of those and I was like, okay, I haven't like I've kept Cal Kings before, but I've never had like that. Oh, I really need that. And I saw those wide stripes, and I was like, okay, I, I really, really need, need that. that. Yeah. I need that. That thing is amazing. Yeah. I, I have a pair of them growing up that are that I that I picked, you know, like hand picked a pair just to keep for myself that are probably 96 percent white they have like a little black spot on their head Whoa, <laughs> like damn. a couple little black scales here and there but yeah even the belly even the bellies are white on them they're just awesome. oh, that's, awesome. that's so freaking cool and they're, and they're so white they're real desert phase they're not you know they're not they're not those yellowy banana, yeah. they're not yellowy yeah they're, they're white oh, oh yeah. duh, that's gonna be so cool yeah there's i there's nothing that that beats the look of a nice black and white cow king. That's yeah. a true the crisp white yeah, and black. Exactly. Yeah, the contrast that's, on it is so that's nice. Natural contrast, mm-hmm. dude. Like, I don't know how you can't be drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the black and white de- the true desert phase that are jet black and, and you know paper white yeah. are that's the first king snake I ever bought, and I bought yep. them at the very first National Reptile Breeders Expo. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Dude, I wanted to get one though. One of those when I was younger. And then it was easier for me to convince my parents to get a ball python because they just sit there and they don't do anything. 
So I like <laughs> versus I the crazy little cow king that's the like, I'm that chew eat on you. me. Yeah, yeah. I just and then after I got that, I got into some other stuff. So I didn't, I didn't end up getting the cow king. And so like I'm looking now, and I'm like, ah oh, man, I can't believe I missed the boat on so many of those things. Like just seeing the the true like fifty fifty like paper white and jet black yes. cow kings. I was like, oh those things. You are... don't you don't see them that often nope. anymore. I mean, you're starting to see them more because I think people. You know, the the uh, colubrid market has kind of resurged a little bit oh, yeah. in the past yes. in the past two or three years. You know, but for a while it was just ball python, ball python, ball python, and mm-hmm. nothing else. And you know, the colubrids kind of got left behind. And now it's it's kind of even hard to find certain colubrids anymore. That you know, I'm trying to find stuff to to rebuild my collection now that I have this room going. Yeah. And you know, I can't find a I can't find an albino prairie king. Can't find a mole nope. king. Can't find an albino speckled king. You know, things things that I kind of I like them because they're interesting and they're not very common, you know, but I, I can't even find them to buy to raise up to, to start up some breeding of them again, you know? Well, fun fact that you should mention that we do have some albino prairie kings at Nerd. I just haven't posted them on the website. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll shoot you a message afterwards and I'll, I'll send you some pictures and stuff. But there, I was looking at, dude, I was looking at for the, um, what are they, the Exanthic Blonde Subox, the Transpagos yeah. rats. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's hardly anyone who's got them right now. I remember seeing those things at every expo always. And they were, they, you know, they were what, 100 bucks, maybe 150 bucks? And not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. yeah, not anymore. I saw some some people who are who are breeding some this season, so I'm waiting on eggs to hatch. But I was like, how come those used to be everywhere, but I cannot find them now? Yeah, and that's yeah. that's where I'm at right now with uh, with vertebralis, the Cape mm-hmm. Gophers. I I remember. Yeah, they used I've, to be... I've been I've been I've been searching those out too. <laughs> Dude, if you if you find anybody that's got them, fucking let me know. I found. <laughs> I found one on Morph Market and fucking scooped it as soon as I saw it. I was like, "Hey, is it still there? Here's take take my take money. My money yeah. Take my freaking money." I'm yeah, like, verte- oh verte- my vertebrates are a touchy species. Just make sure you don't feed it anything too big. Or oh yeah, too often. for sure. Because because uh, you'll wind up with a puking disaster. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I had I had a trio back in 2013, and. Uh, and I had I had to sell them because I had some some stuff come up and, and just had to sell a few a few things, and uh, and as soon as I shipped them out, I was like, this Why was a I mistake. Why did I do this that? This was a freaking mistake. And uh, as soon as I started like trying to find them again, it, I was like, do they just not exist anymore? <laughs> like, exactly. You know, I found it's I, been hard. I've been trying to pick up more Pituophis myself. And, yeah. You know, I, I got some albino uh, Sonoran gophers. I got, I have northern pines. I have black pines. I have, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I have Mexican pines, Stepajani, that are pretty nice that yeah. I'm growing up. Um, yes. So those those are pretty cool. Um, but you know, it's just hard finding. You know, I've been looking for some other, you know, some other gophers, especially the Cape Go. I love those Cape gophers. They're oh, nice. dude, they're, they're so pretty, they're so amazing, and so full of anger. <laughs> not as much as the blue beauty snakes but you know yeah. true very true yeah no when i when i got that little girl in as soon as i uh took the container out of the box i just got that shh, <laughs> and i was like i love you already <laughs> i just think that it needs like as social media is picking up as people are sharing the things that they're keeping and what they like uh you're seeing more uh, people getting into that sort of stuff because it's like okay I've seen ball pythons in just about every color now besides like maybe blue uh, and green but yeah. just about everything else okay now what else what else is there and it's like once you start to branch out a little bit and look around and see some of the other things that people are doing and working with and what they like it's like and realize that there are blue and green colubrids oh yeah dude I saw a video of this guy who had a big Boiga Sania um, and the thing is just like as green as a green tree python, it's got these giant silver eyes on it with the, with the cat, the vertical pupils on it. And I was like, yep. that thing's fucking amazing. It's so <laughs> cool. Like I, I usually, I see the pictures of the little babies and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like a little orange and it's got the little green head, but seeing like a big adult one, I was like, oh man, that is such yeah. a cool snake. Unfortunately, I can't have that stuff here. So it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> New that's Jersey, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. New Jersey. Oh man, well, how how uh, strict are your regs out there? Um, 
Well, we have some stupid laws. Like we have a, it's illegal to sell turtles and tortoises in New Jersey. Oh, wait, <laughs> just flat tortoises out? too? That's probably our dumbest law, pretty much. It's a, uh, it's a board of health regulation that was from probably the seventies. Yeah. No, it's from the seventies, yeah. and you know, it's something that just doesn't get looked at or, you know, turned over at any point. It's just, you know, it's huh. uh, it's some some congressman's kid, you know put a turtle in his mouth and got That's salmonella sick, yeah. and yeah. went crazy and wrote a bill. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so we, we don't even have the four-inch law. You know, it's just basically no turtles, no tortoises. You know? I, I can um, understand turtles then, because they're swimming in their own poop, but, like, tortoises, come on. Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't know, but uh, you know, no, no kid's putting a four-inch turtle in his mouth. So, literally, you know, yeah. why, why not just, why not just adopt the federal law? You know, it would just make it so much better. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, that's that's one thing. Uh, corn snakes are tough, uh, especially when you breed corn snakes like I do. They have to have red eyes. They can't have normal colored eyes because we have a corn snake that's indigenous here, and it's protected. So uh, they just made all corn snakes that don't have red eyes illegal because. They're afraid people will poach them if they allow that to go on. Oh, so that's that's, a, that's another bummer. Um, Damn. Another bummer for the pet trade is uh, axolotls are illegal. What? <laughs> yeah, they're illegal in Maine. Yeah, too. you can't you can't own an axolotl in New Jersey. Um, and the reason for that is they a, a normal color phase axolotl looks just like a larval tiger salamander yep. mm-hmm. and tiger salamanders are an endangered species in New Jersey. Mm. So they just put the whole, you know, kibosh on that situation. Damn. And then of course, no croc, no crocodilians, no venomous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no rear fanged, you know, which is fairly typical for a lot of States. I mean, that's not something that's so out there. Yeah, know? for sure. You def- definitely see that kind of blanket on crocodilians and, and venomous stuff through a lot, I mean, of, the, I a lot can, of the Northeast. Honestly, Honestly, I you know I've worked with both crocodilians and I've worked with you know I've worked with venomous snakes too, mm-hmm. you know and and it's not really a bad law when you see some of the people out there that are you know when you've been to the Hamburg these show animals, honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah see people when, when I gotta watch a fourteen year old kid walking around with a kaboom viper in a cup yeah. yeah yeah dude that that show is scary sometimes yeah. I I remember <laughs> vending some show in the in the Poconos with Adam Harris and uh, as we were setting up I just remember like it was like the some some kid who had like one of the first people through the door like came in and was like do you have any copperheads and i'm like where's your fucking parent literally like, <laughs> you are 12 years old at best like Ugh. why are you asking me for a copperhead no no yeah no yeah <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I wish yeah but was... there's there's some there's some full-grown adults that shouldn't own venomous snakes too don't get there's, me wrong there's, there's oh for sure there's a lot of them. sure <laughs> And and the overlapping of the people who own them and who shouldn't is, is pretty big. It's a pretty big circle. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. It's just like I, I wish that there was a way to get permits for venomous snakes in New England because they will not like every place in New England they're like, Haha, no, that is terrible. And I'm like, but they don't kill that many people. And they're like, but it's a snake, though. And I'm like, but dogs kill more people. And they're like, but it's a snake. Yeah, though. New Jersey is the same way. And yeah. you know, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, when you start comparing things, you just open it up for more things to become illegal. You know, know. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to be, you got to be careful when you, you when you go down those roads because, you know, you could be setting up a whole nother know avenue for them to go after if they know? ever yeah. tried to ban dogs there would be another revolutionary war people would lose yeah, probably dogs. so yeah. you can't ban the cute yeah. and cuddly things but the snakes man. yeah snakes are yeah. It's okay you know it's okay do yeah. what you gotta do it's terrible you know? yeah it makes me very yeah. angry i just i just see like videos on facebook of people training their dogs to like jump over 12 foot walls and like get into <laughs> cars and shit and i'm like how come they can have that without a permit but i can't get a permit for a copperhead what is that yeah right i don't understand right. uh, oh boy while we're talking about laws let's give a quick shout out to usr yeah who is constantly fighting the battle for us who go through this uh tumultuous time especially with everything that's going on in the world that's right hey if you're listening if you're listening you're not a usr cam member five bucks a month do it do it it. right now pause the episode go sign up for usr and then come come back back. and press press start start yeah yeah Yeah. do it (laughs) do it (laughs) 
<laughs> so do you do a lot of field herping or that's something you don't really, I mean, you love fishing. So, I mean, you probably see some herps while you're out there. When, doing that sort of when, stuff. when, when, when I have time, right? I mean, I yeah. love to go field herping when I have time. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, I kind of got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. I feel that the last like three years, I haven't gotten field herping hardly at all. I think I went out once in 2019 and then this year, I was made an effort. I was like, I'm going field herping more. So I've been out like probably a half dozen times, or maybe yeah, probably around a half, a little more than a half dozen times in the spots where I know I can find stuff. And I've I've seen some really good stuff so far this year, and I'm pretty excited about that. I've seen spotted turtles, I've seen wood turtles, I've seen copperheads, I've seen you know good amount of stuff, water snakes, everything. My last field herping adventure was watching Kevin swim in a pond. And, uh, a trash pond. The trash pond, and it, it was it was amazing. Oh, my God. Uh. Oh, God. But like, what? So you got some video footage of that. Oh, oh, oh it's on YouTube. It's I'll on have YouTube. to send you the link because yeah. it's wonderful. Oh, uh, oh boy. Uh, something else. Yeah. Because... And it was out of nowhere, which is even better. Because he just happened to be in the mood to be a little wacky. And I was like, we got to capitalize on this. Roll <laughs> the cameras. Start rolling your camera. Roll the cameras. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but is, what would you say is, like, your favorite thing to find out where you're at? Because, like, if I – if diamondback terrapins were more common up here, I feel like I would not stop looking for them because they're so beautiful to me. <laughs> All right, so so Rob, come to New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> uh, around, don't tempt me. Around around Mother's Day in May next year. Okay. And and I will take you and show you Diamondback Terrapins by the hundreds. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yes. Damn. <laughs> I mean, there there's a uh, you know there are a couple spots where if you if you time it out right, if you follow the weather correctly. Yeah. I mean, you can see. I'm telling you, you can see hundreds of Diamondback Terrapins digging nests. I and, would be so it's, geeked it's out. Extreme, it's extremely, extremely interesting to watch them and video them and photograph them digging a nest because they dig they dig a really, really, you know, interesting nest. Basically, they come out of the water, which, you know, they're coming out of like uh, like bays and tributaries. They're coming out of brackish water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they come up onto these dirt roads and the dirt is is hard as a rock. It's packed. Yeah, it's super it's packed. packed. It's packed in, you know, because cars drive on a lot of these roads, and mm-hmm. the, dirt, the dirt is just packed in there, you know, solid. So basically, they come up on land, the females, and they before they do anything, they expel their entire bladder, and they soak the area of, of dirt huh. to soften it up. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And then they take their back legs, and they dig. They dig the complete nest with their back feet, and the entrance hole where the eggs are laid is probably, I don't know, maybe the size of a lemon cut in half. Wow. And, they, they, and they dig down into the nest with their back legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, they dig the dirt out. And inside the nest, it's a nest it's almost like if you cut a cross section of the dirt, you know, it's a little tiny hole. Yeah. And it's almost like a flask on the bottom where it, it bows out. Oh, so wow. there's a place for, place for the eggs to go. You know, and a big a big female lay, you know, 12, 15 eggs sometimes. That is and, fucking awesome. And, and as soon as they start, basically as soon as they start digging, as soon as the back legs start going mm-hmm. and, and the animal's digging, they go into a trance. So, yeah. like, if you, pick, if you pick that turtle up mid-digging, it'll, its legs will keep going like it's digging. Wow. Like, it won't, even, it won't even know what's going on. It won't even know you picked it up. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then they deposit the eggs and they cover them over. And then uh, we find about 100 nests everywhere that are dug up by foxes that eat them all. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. You find you find shells. The the, the numbers of, sh- of diamondback terrapin shells you find along the road, you know. And, and, and I just go and I look at them and I photograph them. You know, I, you know, I never, as much as I love them, I never have an interest to, to poach them or take them. Yeah. But... You know, but uh, it's so interesting to watch them do it. It's so interesting to to see them and see them in their natural environment. They're such beautiful animals. Uh, you know, so hard. Like they're probably right up there with spotted turtles for me. And spotted turtles are so beautiful. They're so gorgeous. 
And every time I see a spotted turtle, I'm like, this is a very special moment, and I'm just going to, like, soak it in because I just love the way they look. If spotted turtles were, like, legal to keep up here, they would be the perfect pet turtle. Yeah. They, like, don't get too big, super pretty. They got all black with the – they got, like, orange and yellow on their face. They're just, like, oh, they're dreadful. They're beautiful spotted turtles. All the spotted turtles. Mm, mm, mm. And then the diamondback terrapins, the, the colors are just it, like amazing. Yeah, yeah, the diamondback terrapins are fun to go herping for in New Jersey. And uh, probably my, my next favorite thing is to go to go look for pine snakes. Um, yeah. You know, to see pine snakes digging nests in the wild is, is also a, a completely surreal and interesting thing to watch and photograph and film because. Pine snakes are the only only snake in that family, and Pitchovis that actually digs like really digs the nest. Um, and they, they, that's why they have that big rostral plate on the front of their face. Mm-hmm, right. They take that big rostral plate and they use it like a shovel, you know. And they dig, they dig probably like on a forty five degree angle, and they dig, you know, three sometimes four feet down into the ground. What? Oh, okay, yeah. so you can take Rob to go find diamondback terrapins. <laughs> and then you can take me to go find some Pituophis. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm you guys, down for you guys all come, of it. You guys come down here and I'll take you. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. amazing, though. Herping the Pine Barrens with Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I am so about that, dude. I love field herping. It's just like getting to experience or just like see these animals out in their natural habitat is always mind-blowing to me. Just be like, you have been doing your thing for years and years and years and years and – you know, you're just surviving out here in the elements. You don't worry about, you know, bills or any of the crap <laughs> that Donald Trump is doing or anything. It's nothing that has to do with anything but just surviving to see the next day. And just, like, to see their natural colors in their natural habitat is always super interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the way – I mean, I can't even explain to you how a pine snake uses its nose to dig you know to dig this it's it's unbelievable yeah. you know because because your gopher snakes all your bull snakes they use gopher holes that's why they're called gopher snakes right so right they, they use holes they're actually dug by another animal they're not they're not actually digging their own nest to lay their eggs you know <laughs> right so that's that's why that's why northern pine snakes are just like they're like one of my number one i just think they're just amazing animals after seeing what they do you know yeah yeah dude i remember seeing some like those nice classic like black and white northern pines well, yeah, I breed those. An, that's another one that you don't see anymore. They're so beautiful, dude. If more people saw those, they would want to keep them because they're so amazing looking. Yeah, I, every year I sell out of those pretty quick because people are really into them. Yeah. They're so they're, cool. They're I mean, wonderful. I should I should have some really nice nice high white ones this year. Dude, you got to send me pictures when they're born. They're they're sure. born so giant. They're huge. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're born. They're born huge. <laughs> they're yeah. born huge. I mean, I can the certainly egg, the appreciate eggs are, that. The eggs are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah sheesh dude i just i think about like breeding corn snakes i'm like oh look at this little like earthworm size thing that's that's kind of cool and then like uh one of the guys who comes by the shop all the time he bred garter snakes this year and so he's got baby garter snakes i'm like these are tiny what yeah they're, they're oh, so yeah, small are so tiny yeah now compare that to, <laughs> to a, 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 pine, a fucking snake. pine snake it's born <laughs> it's the ba- size of a baby reticulated python almost yeah, right? and you're like what the hell <laughs> They're just oh, such man. a cool garter, garter snakes are another thing that you don't see too often anymore. Like a lot of the different, you know, localities are some of the some of the more interesting ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of been on the hunt for some of those, and I just don't see them. You know. Yup. There's yeah. a there's there are some people who are working on breeding stuff right now, and Emily, my girlfriend, has been like amassing a collection of garter snakes. So she's got like the blue pudget sound. She's got California red sides. She's got, uh, you know, the Oregon red spots, dude. Oregon red spotted garter snakes are one of the most beautiful colorbreds, hands down. In in my opinion, they're one of the most beautiful. I think Puget Sounds are beautiful. Oh, yeah. The blue on those things is really, really nice animal. It's striking. It always amazes me, like, you know, I mean, especially up this way, our garter snakes aren't really the most impressive, you know. (laughs) Uh, so you, you know you hear garter snake in any term, and you're just like, yeah, ah, you know, it's whatever. Black and and you kinda. see something that's literally just like blue mm-hmm. or it's so vibrantly red, you're like, that can't be a naturally, naturally occurring, occurring thing. thing yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, if yep. if you told me, you know, 
10 or 15 years ago, hey, you're going to see a garter snake that's going to blow your mind. I'd be like, get the get fuck out of here, dude. I don't <laughs> care. What are you saying? What, is it going to be albino? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're like, the albinos are pretty, but a regular California yeah. red-sided garter snake yeah. is like, it glows. They absolutely yeah. glow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't even get over they're, it because, like, just amazing, seeing yeah. seeing some of the colors that come on them is I never would have expected. Yeah, naturally. I mean, I do. <laughs> I do love breeding the snakes, but I mean, after doing all the wholesale for all the years and still doing the shows and having the retail store, and you know, I, I get in a lot of really unique animals too. You know, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. so. That, that's why, like I said, I like everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm extreme. I was Rob knows. I'm extremely fond of Europlatus, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know, and and I took, you know, I, I take great care in the Europlatus that I get in to acclimate them, you know, and, and give somebody a quality animal that they can they can put into a collection, you know. And oh, that, yeah. I, I really go out of my way to try and try and do that, you know, so they're not getting a a fresh import that's kind of you know, banged up. You know, I, I like to acclimate them. I like to hydrate them. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's it's crazy anyway. because a lot of people don't take that care, and it's like you know it it shows in your animals that you care about them. Whenever 100%. I go to your table at, at an expo, I always know that I'm gonna see good stuff. Yes, 100%. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's what that's what we're going for. <laughs> yeah, no, I I always know I can I can make make a pit stop at Alan's table and be like, what's cool and unusual? And there's always a handful of things. Yeah. that I'm like, I wasn't expecting to see that today. <laughs> He's so, like, gotta <laughs> see this over here. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I know you guys have a lot of really cool stuff in Nerd, but do you have a lot of cool stuff in the pet store there too? I mean, every because... once in a while we get we get a few things that that are kind of, that are. I'd say like odds and ends and, and but still like pique the interest like the the uh, diamondback water snakes. Yeah, those are kind of cool. Um, those were interesting. I when I was down like I work mostly upstairs now, so I do a lot of the photographing for the website and like posting ads and stuff. So right. when I was downstairs full time, I like to order a lot of weird stuff so that it would keep me me interested while I was working down there. <laughs> so I we yeah. used to have a ton of really weird stuff, and then now. Um, the people who are downstairs are kind of more like geared towards bread and butter, just kind of stuff that the normal customer would want. So we don't have as much of the crazy stuff as we have had in the past. But we still got right. some weird stuff down there right now. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what other unusual things we've got downstairs in, right now. In, in, in my store, Major League Exotic Pets, shameless plug, Jackson, New Jersey. Nope. Keep plugging uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we, we try and get – you know, I try and have – just stuff that piques people's interest and yeah. different stuff. Like we have a huge tarantula clientele now. I have like, hell yeah. You know, I have a hundred plus species of spiderlings in stock. I have a, a case awesome. filled with, you know, I have a case filled with anything you could, you know, think of. I got, you know, pseudotherophos, alpha like true ones, That's you know, captive awesome. bread and true captive bread, goliath bird ears, you know, stermi and, um, yeah. you know, true blonde eye and, you know, That's a awesome. lot of different kinds of pokies and some really, some really cool stuff, and I've been getting into like some of the, uh, <laughs> I've been getting into some of like the true spiders, like like black widows and things lately. Yeah. Uh, Aus- I got Australian black widows and Mexican black widows Ooh, and, yeah. and ornate ornate brown widows. And <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, yes. Do you know some, you, some th- crazy stuff? There's some really awesome true spiders out there, and like the widows are cool to me, but I I started keeping huntsmen a couple years ago, like the Australian huntsmen. Cool oh my yeah. god, they're so cool. They're so cool. The only thing I don't like about them is that they live like a year and a half or two years and then they die, and I'm like. Oh, but I love that spider. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the worst part. The lifespan on them is kind yeah. of bad. But... And then if you end up getting males, it's shorter and blah 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 and all that stuff. It's just I like got, I got this. I got this Madagascar rainbow lynx spider the other day. It's Ooh. crazy. It's like it's like all in, intensely green and iridescent. It's, like, <sighs> it's the craziest looking little spider. That is so They're cool. Pretty, pretty oh. interesting. Oh. Now I'm all geeked out. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go down to the store. I gotta see some spiders. Because <laughs> we, like I said, when we when I was downstairs, we had a lot of different variety of different stuff. But now, since it's like just you know regular pet store employees, um, we do a lot of like the you know common stuff. So we do curly hairs. We got like striped knees, the simani. Uh, we got the albopelosa. We got you know your pink toes and stuff like that. But we yeah. don't usually go too crazy with the spiders because there's not like 
we have well, not the clientele been, just yeah. isn't really there yeah yeah we haven't had yeah. as much of that but we've got i'm trying to think of what we got this unusual downstairs in the pet store right now i mean we got some emerald tree boas down there like i said we got the albino prairie kings down there we've got uh i got some yellow monitors that are really nice right oh, now dude we sell out of quince monitors like it's nobody's business yeah. if we get those in they're they're as soon as they're ready to go they're gone Nice. Yeah, people I got really a big. Like I got like a, I got like a big eight foot blackhead python right now in the store. What? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, that's super yeah. cool. Man, now I'm trying to. Th- I'm going. I'm like going through the racks. And we like, got prehensile oh. tailed skinks, the monkey uh, crucia. Yep. Yeah, I, I get them whenever I, you know, I've been able to get them again, past couple years. You know, I, I don't know. I bought like a last year. I bought like a ten lot. It was like. Why, like, why do you have ten of these in a pet store? People were coming in. And... <laughs> those those were frustrating for me because they're a really cool thing, and you don't see them as much nowadays as you used to in the past. And I would yeah. get customers all the time who would come in and they'd be like, "Why is this lizard a thousand dollars?" And I'm like, "Have you ever seen one of those before?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "That's why." Yeah. <laughs> You've yep. never even heard of this lizard before. Yep. Yeah. When, when I had when I had my wholesale company, I used to buy those things from a big importer uh-huh. uh, when it was legal to import them. Yep. And I used to buy them in a 50 lot for $20 each. Yep. Oh. <laughs> for, for, for adults. And, they, and they'll oh. be like, oh, this one's, uh, this one's gravid. Put that one aside. We could sell that baby for easy, 150 Yep. <laughs> oh. Let's all have a moment of silence for all the people wanting blue tongue skin or uh, uh, blue tongue skin, tail skinks, tail skinks <laughs> that are like, you got them for how much? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Yeah, it was oh, crazy gosh. craziness. Mm. I mean, I brought I, I brought in a shipment of uh, ornate urmastics once, a fifty lot of those, and they were like thirty five dollars. No, oh, full on what? adults, full on blue and yellow adults. Oh, oh gosh. my god! Oh man! <laughs> oh, there are some upset people that are going to mm, listen to this. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> How much? <laughs> <laughs> then they're gonna go yeah. look on those, those those were the those were the days, fellas. Those were, those were <laughs> yeah, days. yeah, for sure. Oof. The one importer that brought in the Madagascar, I remember getting hundred lots of gold mantellas for four hundred dollars. Oh my god, <laughs> that hurts because I love mantellas. Oh <laughs> gosh. Oh man. Uh, man. So in the, in all those years of bringing in stuff, was there anything that you got in that you were just like, whoa, and it just like really yes, blew you yes. away? Did, you guys know what uh, Salmon Island eyelash frogs are? So oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was getting them in regularly because Salmon Islands were coming in. I'd get the monkey tails. Yeah. I'd get, I'd get the Ugongolus, the big ground skinks from, oh, uh, yeah. from there. I'd get those guys. And you'd get, you'd get white line geckos and you get mangrove monitors and all the stuff that comes from the Salmon Islands. So each shipment I would get those Salmon Island eyelash frogs because I thought they were really cool frogs, uh-huh. something you don't see very often, really unique-looking animal. And they would always be like brown or kind of orangey brown, or sometimes you get one that's really nice orange, kind of cool looking. Yeah. And yeah. I got a shipment of those once, and they used to come in a in a milk carton stapled shut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There would be like there would be like six in each milk carton, and I cracked open this one milk carton and I dumped it out, and there was one as yellow as a lemon, solid oh. yellow, solid. The entire frog was solid bright yellow. Dude, yes. And this is this is before the internet. Before this is like when the internet was basically in its infancy. Yeah. Yep. And I posted a picture of it, and I sold it for like six hundred dollars. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Yes. It was, so it was like in the ni- early nineties. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh so man, they're cool, so freaking awesome, dude. That was probably one of the coolest things that I ever got in a shipment. That was just that, and the very first Viper boa I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Right, you guys. You guys know Viper boas, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yep. So the very first one I ever saw, a friend of mine was a wholesaler. He brought it in. He goes, I got this really nice Viper bow. Are you interested in it? You know, he was wholesaling reptiles at the time. And this came into my pet store probably the, the one that I, I was running, 1988. He brings this thing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he puts it down on the counter. And it's basically as orange as a pumpkin. Oh, like solid, oh, solid dude. orange. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. How much is it? He's like, 90 bucks. I'm like, all right, I yep. bought it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I sold it for $199. And Damn. the next week, the next week, I ordered another one, and he brings it, he puts it on the counter, and I'm like, "What is this brown thing?" <laughs> he, goes, he goes, "That's a viper boa," and I'm like, "What about so the other the one?" The first one, the first one, yeah, I'm like, "Where's the orange one?" <laughs> like, so the first one I ever saw was the most amazing one oh, I've ever seen to this no. day. It was oh. solid pumpkin. It, it was, 
I, I can't even describe how unbelievable it was. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and yeah. I just, I just assumed because it was the first one I ever saw in my life. I yeah, assumed so that's you... what they all look like. Right. 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 Uh... Oh, damn. That was four years before Jeremy was born. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Fan fucking pattern. Dude, I can't even imagine. I'd be, like, so bummed. I'd be like, wait, you're telling me that they're all brown? They're not? Immediately going through sales records and be like, find the motherfucker I sold this to. Get it back. Yeah, I'll give you an extra 50 bucks to take it back. Yeah. I, I looked I looked at the guy and I'm like, really? I'm like this is what it's supposed to look like? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't have like well, hinted. Why didn't you tell me that in the first place? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You couldn't have hinted that this was something special. special? Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Oh, like, God. don't sell this for dirt cheap or uh, don't sell it at all. You yeah. Know? <laughs> don't sell it at all would be the way to go. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Viper bows were the second snakes i ever got which is like why would would you ever do that i don't know (laughs) why you would do that but literally i got a ball python and i was like looking around at other stuff that stays how does that work rob ball python viper bow yeah yeah well i was i was into snakes for a really long time and i wasn't allowed to get snakes when i was a kid because my dad's terrified of snakes to this day he's still afraid of snakes so i wasn't allowed to get pet snakes until i started high school and when i started high school i like wrote my dad this big long like letter being like look i I'm trying to do good in school and blah, blah, blah. I should get a pet snake. So he let me get the ball python. And uh, after that, I was like, I need other snakes. But I've been studying snakes and, like, you know, reading as much books and everything as I could from when I was five. So, like, by the time I had actually the ability to keep snakes, I'd already had, like, ten years of researching snakes under my belt. So I was like, okay, what stays small isn't going to get super big. Uh, I can keep it in a relatively small enclosure, so my dad isn't going to freak out about it. And it came down to Solomon Island ground boas and viper boas. And uh, Regal Reptiles at the time had had Solomon Island ground boas, and they were, like, smoking, like, super freaking cool. But they were three or $500 for the pair of them. And I was like, I am 14 years old. I don't have $300 to throw at that. So I will get the Viper Boas that are $50 each because they were like 50 or $75 each at the time. I think they were 75 because I paid 150 for the pair. I got a pair of Viper Boas. And I had done all my research. So I was like, okay, I got to keep them cooler. I got to keep them more humid. They like to eat lizards and frogs. So I was like all prepared. And I set them up in my house and I had them and because they, they were eating lizards for, for Regal. And so I was like, okay, cool. That's fine with me. I'll get lizards. So I bought a Noli's. I tried feeding them anoles, they wouldn't eat. I tried getting um, house geckos, they wouldn't eat the house geckos. I tried getting tree frogs, they wouldn't eat tree frogs. And I I went for like a month and a half or two months of them not eating. And I was like, crap, I like this is my second and third snake and I, I'm failing miserably. <laughs> so during that time where I was trying to get them to eat, I was just like saving up my money and saving up my money and saving up my money. And so I called Regal back, and I was—I had known Sean for a long time at that point because I'd been coming to the Manchester shows and all that sort of stuff. So I know the people who are running Regal for a long time. And I was like, look, I tried everything that you guys did. I've got, I'll have got i show you pictures of my setup. I'll show you you know, every all my parameters and everything that are just not eating for me. Is there any way I can bring them in and trade them in for something else? And he was like, maybe something. And so I, I bring him in, and I think I was, like, the only person in their store that day. It was just, like, me and my dad. And I was like, look, you guys have had these Solomon Island ground boas forever. I know they're eating rodents for you. I know that you got them priced at X amount. Will you take a little bit less? Because I really want those, but I can't, you know, I, I don't have as much money. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. We'll trade. And so I had those Viper, the, the I traded in the Viper boas. I got the Solomon Island ground boas, and I had those things for like eight or ten years. And they had them at Regal for f- five or eight years before I got them, and they were adults <laughs> when I got them. So they were probably wow. like thirty or forty year old Solomon Island ground boas. Sheesh. Yeah, and they wow. were they were great. And I did educational programs with them. I loved those snakes. They were so cool. And the female was like one of those tan ones with like the checkerboard belly. And the male was like a brick red brown color with like these super clean stripes on them. And I just thought those things were the coolest things. And so those ended up being my like neck snakes that I got. And then after that, it was like bloods and trails. <laughs> so not only did that's, you that's ju- pretty cool. Yeah. You jumped the gambit from ball python to Kandoya. Yeah. Uh, but also 
anybody who got to witness a Kandoya at an educational presentation has automatically oh, yeah. had one of the coolest educational yeah. presentations for Dude, reptiles. I, I, didn't, I had a lot of other, I didn't have a lot of snakes, so it was like I had the Kandoya and I had the ball python yeah. and then I had like bearded dragons, leopard geckos, Chinese water dragon, chameleon, like all yeah. the other things Oof. that you, but not a lot of snakes because my dad was terrified of snakes, so I wasn't yeah. allowed to have big snakes. I couldn't really, I wasn't crazy about colorbreds when I first got into snakes, so. I basically just had like that stuff. Yeah, and I, I would have Amazons. freaked. I would be like, "What the hell is that thing?" <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I had like Amazons, Kandoya, and the ball python, which is super <laughs> weird. I don't know. I just yeah, I wanted yeah. something that was interesting, and I thought those were super interesting. So, and yeah, Kandoya were super hot back in the day for a little while when. Uh, you know, when they found a bunch of the Santa Isabel ones, the ones that are kind oh, of like the white. white? The yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. There was a, a friend of mine used to used to really be into those. And uh, it was like a competition with him. And there's another guy from Florida named Jerry Conway. Yeah, Jerry mm-hmm. Conway, bred, he bred the heck out of those things. And, you know, he had some of those animals were just Outrageous. spectacular. Just yeah. white with like burgundy striping. Yeah, really, really yeah. Really cool animals. Yeah, I heard that he actually just passed away last year, Jerry Conway. Really? Yeah. I did hear that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear that. It's crazy. He wasn't no, big on the on, online and stuff, so, I mean, oh, RIP. But he, he had some crazy Candoia back in the day. Like, Isabel's yeah. White's red stuff, like, all that crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing, because, like I said, I started, you know, started messing around with this stuff in 1986, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's 30-plus years, kind of a long time, and, you know, I so many of these people in this business that I've got to know, you know, some that were really, really good friends of mine, you know, and they're starting to pass away and it's uh, kind of, kind of disheartening, <laughs> a little yeah. bit, you know, yeah, people yeah. have taught me so much, you know, with this business. I, I, I really got into reptile photography for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of my best friends, uh, was a guy named Zig Lisinski. Mm-hmm. And if you look through any reptiles magazine you have, 90% of the photos I have oh, <laughs> wow. So many photos in there that are just from him. And, you know, he taught me the photography and he just passed away, um, you know, this year. And it was pre- pretty rough. He was a really, really close friend of mine. But seeing all these, you know, all these old herpers, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's really, really kind of disheartening. Not yeah. to, not to, you know. But not to bring down your show or anything. No, dude, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's a reality. It's, of, and it's yeah. crazy because, like, if you've gone to any of the bigger shows, sometimes you get to meet some of those people. And it's like, you know, some of these people set the stage for what we're doing right now. Like getting absolutely. to meet Dave you know, you and can, Tracy. You can, you can meet Dave and Tracy. You can meet Tom Crutchfield. You can go talk to him, you know. Yep. I'm sure Robbie got to meet Don Hamper at some point. I did, you know, yeah. guys. Yep, I uh, met know? Don Hamper. And I, uh, we went, when we went to Florida earlier this year, we got to meet Eugene Bissett. And it's like, yep. holy yeah, crap, Eugene's man. Yeah, Eugene's a great guy. Dude, oh, Eugene's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. I, I was... I was not expecting him to be as chill as he was. I was like, man, he's done all these amazing things. He's going to have like, you know, he's going to just be like, I am that guy. But he was so chill and he was just like, he's, he's, he's with just it. a down to earth guy. He's very cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, Mark and Kim Bell, they're, they're fun to, to talk to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, it's just so weird because the next generation of people might not know who some of these people are, but for the people who have been doing it the last like 20 years or so, it's like, you, these people really set the stage or help set the stage for the hobby that we get to enjoy now. And yeah, absolutely. to be able to meet them and to think that it wasn't that long ago that these people were really, you know, doing it. They were breeding some of the first, you know, ball python combos or they were breeding, you know, Bill and Kathy Love doing a lot of the corn snake stuff. And it's just crazy to have met those people who were mm-hmm. who set that all absolutely. up. You know, you guys get to work with Kevin or the Kevin's right there. Kevin, you know, yeah. Yeah. that? At all these very first shows, you know, I remember, you know, seeing Kevin and talking. To him. I remember a friend of mine was a was a lunatic and tried to get every Indian python he could when they were able to be <laughs> traded. And I remember he bought one from Kevin. Yeah, oh, <laughs> boy. Like the first pots down show or the second pots down show. So oh wow, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. I I go on, I go on uh, rants fairly often when it when it comes to this this topic, especially looking at like where the industry has gone thanks to the course of social media and mm-hmm. just uh, like the there's a, a sheer I, I think almost like just total disconnect from the realization of like you know a lot of the people that really set the stage for what the industry is now are still with us you know mm-hmm. and, and certainly not not everybody is you know but there's enough of those people and a lot of those guys are on social media like I mean you know Tom Crutchfield's 
very very active, active on, on social yeah. media compared to most yeah. of the other uh, old school herpers but like reaching out to these guys and asking a question is is comparatively what it was 20 years ago mm -hmm. very easy to do now you know and i mean it, it's hard to to beat you know trying to get your information from literally like the founding the source, source yeah. um, so much of what we're doing and like there's like a total disregard for that. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, I watched this YouTube video. I think I, I got it, it out. Or yeah. I'm a part of like a hundred Facebook pages and groups. So like, I know everything now, you know, yeah. like it's fine. Yeah. But I mean, I watched a YouTube video from some guy that started keeping reptiles 73 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he knows everything. He read all of the Petco care sheets before he left and he's got it down. Uh, he worked at PetSmart for a couple months. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he, good. Yeah, yeah, my videos he, are trash. He, yeah, he did the uh, companion animal training for all of 20 <laughs> minutes, and he's good to go. Dude, my videos are junk because I got I got turned away from Petco, so. Aww. When I was younger, I applied for a job at Petco, and they were like, yeah, no, you can't work here. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to work in the reptile section. They're like, no, 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 you're, uh, too, you're too overqualified for this job. I was like, I'm 17. What do you mean I'm overqualified for this job? Yeah. And they're like, you know the scientific names to everything off yeah. the top of your head, yeah. and that intimidates us. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was, dude. It was not oh, good. Oh, boy. Not good at all. Oh, man. Yeah, that's 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 my claim to fame with some of my friends. You know scientific names everything. Dude. Yeah. I, that's why me and you can vibe because I know a lot of scientific names and people are like, can you just tell me the common name on the, th and I'm like, I can't think of the common name for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there have been many times Rob has talked to me about something that's really exciting to him. And especially if it's a tarantula and I'm like, sure, bro. Yeah. I, cool. I want to agree that what you're talking about is cool, but I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I know all the fish too though, so I get on my oh. nerves. I'm on, on my wife's nerves when Ooh. we go to like the aquarium as a family or something. <laughs> you know, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't go over well. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'll tell you though, my wife got so sick of hearing me, you know, with the scientific names of everything, that uh, she came home from work one day. She drove down the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey, mm -hmm. and she came home and she comes in the house and she goes, "You're never gonna guess what I saw in the Parkway," and I said, "What?" And she said. There was an Otoquilus virginiensis being eaten by a Cathartizora. And you're like, which oh, is, baby. Which is a white-tailed deer that got hit by a car being eaten by a turkey vulture. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she told me that, and I'm like, this is my, my wife's shining moment right now. <laughs> you're like, hold on, let me like, record this, say it again. Names that I, that, I, that I annoyed her with. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's amazing. That is so that cool. That is amazing. I, I remember when I, I went through like a, a point in my time where I just used scientific names for everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I got to a point where I had literally annoyed everybody in my household. And my mom was like, my mom was very supportive and like all in to my reptile stuff. But she was like, if you don't fucking start using English, I'm, I'm not <laughs> helping you. I'm done helping you. That's it. Game over. Mm -hmm. Get your ass to expose some other way. Yeah. And I, yeah, I definitely had a moment like that with my mom where she was like, because we used to do educational programs all the time. And so when I would do the programs, I'd be like, yeah, so this is a Salmonon Grovo, it's Candelia Pulsona. And she'd be like, English, stop it. People don't know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to know. You should know, yeah. though. You have to know. Yeah. <laughs> please. Pretty much. Please retain this information. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, I like the one named I... Marshmallow. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know all the fish. So I can get on my employees' nerves in the store too. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's a great way to just confuse the shit out of your employees and make them feel bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think it's important with the fish though because there's so many very similar species that like. Yeah, and there's six common names for one thing. You know. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep, that's real. Oh man! All right, so we're approaching that time. We're going to end end today's episode. But before we do, we ask everybody one final question. And that question is, what in the world of reptile, be it in your own personal collection or anything that you've kind of just seen on the interwebs or anything, what in the world of reptile has you excited? Oh, this is geared to me? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what has you. me excited? Hmm. 
Uh, I mean, I'm kind of excited about the fact that Colubrids are making a comeback and there's more of them available because I do want to rebuild my collection of that stuff. And, you know, there's some animals that I'm searching out that I'm hoping to find. And, you know, I I don't want to just find whatever. I want to find really nice ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so getting getting more opportunity to to find some of those species that I want to work with again that I've worked mm-hmm. with before, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of got me excited. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to as far as this business goes. I mean, you know, I have a lot going on because I, you know, I still wholesale pet stores as, and I have a retail store, you know, and I still do reptile shows if they ever happen again. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking COVID. Yeah. Know, right. So, so I have, you know, so I do have a lot going on, but you know, the, the thing that I like the most is, you know, like I said, breeding the animals and seeing them hatch and, you know, kind of not much beats that. That's that's kind of most exciting thing for me with the with the whole reptile business. You know, hundred percent. Hell yeah. So, if people want to find out more about you and your business and what you're doing, where should they look you up? Oh, uh, look us up on. Well, we we have a website, but it's just basically a landing page. It's not that great. It's uh, www.majorleagueexoticpets.com, uh, and then we have a uh, Facebook page at MLE Pets. And we have an Instagram page at Major League Exotic Cuts. Um, so those probably would be the best places to go, I would say. Um, if you're in the New Jersey area, we're located in Jackson, New Jersey. So you can come oh, check yeah. us out. Go visit. Wear a mask. Yes, wear a mask. <laughs> Socially distanced. But you, you can come in, but you got to wear a mask. It says so on the door. That's Boom. right. That's right. <laughs> Follow it. the printed signs. <laughs> oh, man. Alan, thank you so much for chatting with us, man. We really appreciate it. Love Thanks, guys. I, I, I enjoyed uh, talking to you and, you know, bringing up some things from the past that are, I like to tell stories from the past. I got many more of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We'll Hell have to yeah. have you back on again. So thank you very much, and I hope you have a good night. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.